Sound the alarms, ladies and gentlemen. We have an emergency podcast. Damian Lillard has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm recording this at 2.36 p.m. This happened like less, like maybe 15 minutes ago. I was leaving my parents' house when this happened, so I rushed home to record this. Um, I did not record a in-between episode uh, this week, um, and I didn't plan on doing it. I was just going to do the two episodes of Seth and Ivan back-to-back, but... I have to do this today. Uh, we are recording the fantasy football episode tonight so that we're going to have a podcast out today and tomorrow. This isn't going to be very long. I'm kind of just giving my reaction to this because we have been in such dire need for NBA news and we got it today. If you have not seen, like I said, it's 2.37 on a Wednesday. Um, what a phenomenal day today is as one of the biggest trades, uh, you know, of definitely of this offseason, but just a bigger trade in general. One of the best star players of this of the 2010s. Um, Damian Lillard has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks as a part of a three-team trade. So the Bucks received Damian Lillard. Uh, the team he is coming from, the Portland Trailblazers, received Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, uh, who was a pick in this year's draft, I believe, second-round pick, or he's undrafted, one of the two. Um, a 2029 first-round pick from the Milwaukee Bucks, and then 2028 and 2030 pick swaps. Um, and then the Phoenix Suns, who swooped in here, receive Yusuf Nurkic, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen. A few things I need to unpack here. Um, first of all, I don't know who, if anyone noticed this. Either Shams or Woj initially tweeted that it was a four-team trade, and the Toronto Raptors was a name that I saw. Clicked on the tweet and it said this tweet has been deleted. So I wonder what was changed uh, with that, you know, with Toronto being involved. But Damian Lillard doesn't get traded to the Miami Heat. Instant reaction is like, what if Dame is just like, oh my God, I don't care. I still want to go to the Heat. You know, I don't think so. I think Portland, you know, they were in this conundrum because he only said he wanted to go to the Heat, but they also like the Heat's package wasn't great. And, but also they have to do right by Dame because they have struggled to put a championship team around him. And he's been arguably their best player in franchise history. And he's been so loyal. He's been here for like 11 years. So, you know, you still kind of had to do right by him, and I think this is a win-win situation for both parties. Um, Damian Lillard, yes, he doesn't go to the Miami Heat. Guess what? He goes to a better situation with the Milwaukee Bucks that were either one or two uh, as the top team in the East favorite heading into the season, them or Boston. I think now, you know, it might launch them in, as to that number one team. Um, and then if you're Portland, you still did right by Damian Lillard by sending him to a championship-caliber team where he has a much higher chance of competing for a championship than he did in Portland. And you also got better assets than you would have gotten in a straight-up Miami Heat trade. That was the thing with the Heat. is like, why would a team f help facilitate a Heat trade if he only says he wants to go there? Um, Phoenix Suns have been rumored to be a team involved, and it's good for them that they swooped in here. Um, the Miami Heat, though, losers of this trade for sure. They have just, they, they said we're fine with everything. I understand you went to the finals last year, and you're bringing back Essentially the same roster. Losing Max Struess is a big loss. Um, by the way, excuse me. I'm, I'm kind of under the weather right now. I have a little bit of a cold going on, but it doesn't matter. We need to get this done. But the Miami Heat are such losers here, man, because you just said, you just kind of assumed that you were going to get Dame because he said he wanted to go there. And the talks had been like heating up over this past week. I was kind of sick of Dame talk, but... You know, they had been spicing up that the Raptors were, like, offering a good package. It seemed like the Raptors, uh, hypothetically, had the best package, you know, because they have Scotty Barnes, who I don't know if they would trade, but OG Ananobi. They have basically all their picks. Um, So let's talk about the return for Portland first. 
actually no, let's talk about let's talk about the Bucks and Damian Lillard first because if if the and the Bucks were also rumored to be in the talks here soon. This is a clear like oh my god, all offseason Giannis Antetokounmpo has basically said he basically went from being like a super loyal guy, kind of like Dame, where Giannis didn't say he's going to leave Milwaukee, but he pretty much said like yeah, if you guys can't like if we can't compete for another championship like this year, like I'm going to leave. Like, and Chris Middleton went on JJ Reddick's podcast and he made it clear as well. Like, yeah, we understand that our window is, is closing. You know, we are old Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez and, you know, Drew Holiday at the time are, are aging when Giannis is still in his prime and everyone is on max contracts. It's like, okay, now's like the time to do it. Um, and Giannis made it very clear this off season. Like I, like he didn't seem like he was going to sign the extension in Milwaukee. He's like, no, I'm not signing this extension. If we can't prove that we can get back to where we were. Uh, in 2021 when we or maybe that was 22 can't remember um it was 21 when we won the championship and so this is a clear move from the Milwaukee Bucks hey Giannis please stay and I think he will Damian Lillard is under contract for the next three seasons plus a 63 million dollar player option um had in the 2026 2027 season so it's like obviously this this could entice Giannis to resign you know I mean if it doesn't then I don't know what else will maybe he still waits until this offseason Giannis does have um two years left on that deal plus a player option so he basically has two years left because I assume he'll opt out of that 51 million dollar player option but yeah this is just a really crazy move from the Milwaukee Bucks if if contracts didn't matter right okay I, I can't say that if it had to have been Drew or Chris Middleton and the Bucks had the choice I personally think they would have traded Chris Middleton over Drew Holiday. However, Chris Middleton did sign a new contract, um, an extension with the Milwaukee Bucks this offseason. So that makes him ineligible to be traded until like December or something. You know, it's like the 60 days into the season thing. Because um, I think you would you would have wanted to keep Drew Holiday over Chris Middleton. In my opinion, Chris Middleton showed signs of regression last year, whereas Drew Holiday was an all-star for the first time in like 10 years when he was with the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, Drew Holiday averaged 19 points per game last year, um, over seven assists a game, like had a really good season. And we know what he brings to the defensive side of the ball. So I think him and Dame as a duo, I mean, that is an an unrealistically good backcourt to have, uh, you know, with offense and defense combination there. But I think you're still fine doing the trade. You're getting Damian Lillard. You lose Grayson Allen. Um, which, you know, he was a good piece to have. So the, the starting five probably looks something like Dame, Pat Connaughton, Chris Middleton, Giannis, Brooke Lopez. That two spot is probably up for grabs. You know, maybe oh, they have Malik Beasley too. Maybe they start him. Um, but they definitely need some defense in there. I don't know if Wesley Matthews is still on that Bucks team. So maybe he starts for the defense. You definitely lose like a key contributor in Drew Holiday though. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I think the loss of Chris Middleton would have been a lot easier to try to figure out than the loss of Drew Holiday. Now, Chris Middleton has been there longer, and maybe that played into it. But like I said, they couldn't trade Middleton anyways because he signed that extension. I would have been interested if Chris Middleton was just under under contract already and didn't have to sign a new contract this offseason. I would have been interested to see if what the thought process was there between trading the two of them. Um, But yeah, Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo, off the top of my head, has to be the best duo in the NBA, right? Um, you know, like James Harden, Joel Embiid was really good. Obviously, I mean, LeBron and AD, no, it it has to be Damon Giannis, right? Like I could just be book and KD. I guess that one's definitely, it's, it's hard. Um, but 
what an unreal duo this is going to be. I hope that Damian Lillard makes a statement here while I'm still recording this about like being excited to be a Milwaukee or whatever, because what a twist of events it would be if he still was just like, I still only want to go to Miami, like trade me there. Um, so now let's talk about Portland's uh, return. First, let's talk about Drew Holiday, because we all know Drew Holiday is not going to stay on the Portland Trailblazers. Woj already tweeted it, but it's it's pretty obvious. They have several young guards. Why would they need an aging Drew Holiday who is wanted by by contending teams right now? Um, I think that, you know, it's tough with Drew Holiday because you take a look at his current contract. You know, he is, how old is Drew Holiday? I'm, I'm doing all this on the fly right now. Like I said, this is this is an emergency pod. So he is 33 years old and he has one year left on that contract with a player option in the 2024-2025 season worth $39 million. I would guess that he opts into that, but sometimes we see these older players opt out of like a big dollar amount just so they can get like a like a three-year guaranteed contract. Um, because if he opts into that, and let's say that, that season, 2025, he really shows signs of regression. Like he's only going to start getting one-year deals from that point out, where if he opts out, he could sign a three-year you know, $90 million contract or something like that and be paid until 2027, even if he regresses in the middle of that. Like, it doesn't matter. He's still getting paid. Chris Paul did this with the Phoenix Suns um, a few years ago, and that's why he's still under contract. But, yeah, I think that Drew Holiday is... It has to be the teams that were rumored to get named, right? I think the Miami Heat have to be in the talks. I think that the Chicago Bulls definitely are in... That's it. Ooh, dude, the Bulls are a team that I could see... Uh, going to get Drew Holiday. That's a much more realistic get than Damian Lillard. Um, uh, the the field, Oh, Easton brought this up, by the way. Shout out, Easton, if you're listening to this. Uh, and I think this is definitely an option. Philly. Like, now that Damian Lillard has been traded, like, the market or and everything for James Harden, because it kind of seemed like they were just waiting. You know, each of, each of those teams were waiting for one of the other one to get traded. I guarantee James Harden gets traded within this week. Um, unless that they still plan. Well, I guess they did say they plan on going into training camp with James Harden, which is just a terrible idea. But if a three-team trade can go down like Easton proposed to me, that I think is a great idea. Um, Drew Holiday gets sent to Philly, and then Harden still ends up with the Clippers, and then Portland just gets more random stuff. You know, they still get stuff from the Clippers. Um, and those two teams have made several trades over the last few years, so maybe they are willing to do something like that. But I think if you're Philly, you would be you would be fine with that. You know, you're losing James Harden, you get Drew Holiday as his replacement. You might even get some more additional assets too because Harden probably is worth more than Holiday. I really don't know. Uh, but I think that would be a, you would feel very comfortable about that if you're Philadelphia. But let's take a look at Portland. The only thing about this trade for Portland that is like, ugh, like that just kind of sucks. It kind of sucks that you only get one unprotected first round pick for Damian Lillard because we've seen, you know, Kevin Durant get go for three unprotected picks and four pick swaps. Um, James Harden go for four unprotected picks and four pick swaps, you know, stuff like that. Milwaukee only had one unprotected pick available to trade, and it was the 2029 one because they've traded them all in the Drew Holiday trade. Um, and there's there's some other trades in there too that they that they used those picks in. So they don't even have any available first-round picks in the, in the future at all. Like every single one of their picks is either a swap or it's given to someone else, which is hilarious. I think that when teams do that, it's a clear commitment to the win now, and that should show Giannis as well, like, hey, we clearly, like, are banking on you to stay here. Like, we did this. Can you do us a favor in return and resign? But only getting one unprotected first-round pick definitely sucks for Damian Lillard. I know that they wanted a lot more. However, 
you have Drew Holiday who you can move, whom, you know, depending on the situation, hopefully you get a a unprotected first round pick. You get two pick swaps. So like that, those could be huge. You know, if Giannis ends up leaving Portland, Damian Lillard is not signed until the 2020 30 or the, excuse me, the 2030 season, um, 2028. He also is not signed until then. So that could, they could be bad then. Like that could definitely be a huge land for you. Um, but you get DeAndre Ayton, and I think that is the main reason why you didn't get four first-round picks or whatever. Getting DeAndre Ayton in this pick in this trade is huge. Um, obviously, DeAndre Ayton has been criticized a lot for his performance in the playoffs last season, um, and just his performance in general. After Kevin Durant arrived in Phoenix, he just didn't really seem to fit the offense. Him, him and Bonnie Williams didn't like each other, and he seemed like the odd man out there in Phoenix. And this offseason, it was like, oh well, he's he's just going to return. Like it's going to happen. They traded Chris Paul, like he's back. Um, and obviously that did not end up happening as he is traded. So, like I said, uh, Portland getting Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara. Who 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 knows if he'll make the roster or not? You lose Nasir Little and Keon Johnson. Like Little's been there for a few years. I think he's up for a new contract. Uh, he's off that rookie deal after this year. So. You're fine moving off of him if you don't see anything in the future. But this is so so much better for Portland than the Miami trade because you would have been stuck with Tyler Hero, who not not saying Tyler Hero is a bad player. He probably is a better player than DeAndre Ayton. But he doesn't you have so many young guards and wings right now with Scoot Henderson, Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp. Those are your three core pieces right now. No forwards or centers in that mix at all. You also have Jeremy Grant, who is just gonna be there for X amount of time. Um, so getting DeAndre Ayton to be the center of the future, essentially, you know, you know, which is it's, it's I think it's good for Portland. I think that they did a really good job uh, facilitating this deal to get DeAndre Ayton. And you know, like I said, getting the one first round pick, it does sting a little bit, but you can probably get another one for Drew Holiday. And but you weren't getting DeAndre Ayton. I think that is the the key part here because he's worth a pick or two. You know, I mean, he is under contract until 2026. So he is your center of the future right now. And now they have a pretty nice little young core going. Like I said, Aiton with those three other young guys. You have Jeremy Grant. Like this team, I don't think Portland will be like bad next year. Like they're not better than, they're not like a playoff team, but this team is probably going to fight for a play-in spot, I would assume, especially if Scoot is as good as, you know, we think he can be year one. Like this team is honestly, you still have Jeremy Grant. The Portland Trailblazers, like, am I, is it crazy for me to say they can make some noise next year? Like, ah, I don't, I'm not saying that they're, they're going to, but man, I think it was a, I think it was a good move uh, by Portland to get eight. And this team is going to be solid. They're going to be fun. I think that is the biggest part um, about this team. Cause they're just going to be a very fun team. Let's talk about the Phoenix Suns though, because this is the team that I am. I think I'm most interested in being a part of this trade. Um, moving on from Deandre Ayton, like I said, it was kind of unexpected for them to do that. Wow, look at Spoltrack. I'm looking at the Phoenix Suns cap table right now. Already updated. Yusuf Nurkic, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson are already on the, the salary cap table. What a great job by Spoltrack.com. Uh, but this, I think, this was a very underrated move by the Phoenix Suns. You obviously trade away DeAndre Ayton, who is a former first overall pick. Just got an extension last year, but he's been disgruntled there. You traded for Bradley Beal this offseason, so you have four players on max contracts, and everyone else is like, you have like one mid-level exception guy. Um, actually, no, they had like no mid-level exception guy. It was like straight up, everyone else is making the minimum. Eric Gordon making $3 million. I don't think that's quite the minimum. Um, and they, they clearly needed depth. As much as 
I really think Yusuf Nurkic is is really bad. Um, he's not a good center. Like he's a pretty bad center. It's all about cap flexibility, and I think that is the most important part here. Um, you take a look at Yusuf Nurkic's contract. Uh, he's making sixteen million dollars this year, eighteen the next year, nineteen in twenty twenty six. I think that contract is going to be a much more movable. Um, come this offseason with two years left on it. Maybe, I don't know how what the guarantee is on that last year. Um, so that's a much more favorable contract than DeAndre Ayton. Okay, I did just look. It is fully guaranteed. So I guess it's not as as great of a contract as I kind of thought. Um, but still, I think that that is a, you know, Yusuf Nurkic isn't great. But you have backups in Drew Eubanks, Chemezi Metu, who can play over this guy. Um, down the stretch, and Yusuf Nurkic can just be a rebounder for you, which kind of was what DeAndre Ayton was, and he was getting paid like he was a star player. Um, you get Nasir Little, who's another good defensive piece to add to this team. He's not an offensive threat, um, in any way. I mean, a little. I'm not like trying to disrespect him, but you don't need that. You have Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, and Devin Booker. You need the Josh Akogis. You need the Chemezi Metus, you know, like the Nasir Little, I think is a perfect ad for this team, especially um, after losing, you know, Torrey Craig, who kind of was a little bit of their defensive forward specialist last year, him and Josh Akogi. Um, obviously not the three-point threat that Torrey Craig is, but I think that's another good guy you add to this team. And you take a look at his contract situation. He needs to be paid. He's okay. Yeah, he is paid. Uh, he did. Okay. So he did get the the rookie extension. Okay. That's actually good to know. He's making uh, six very, very movable contract if needed this offseason. And then Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen immediately comes in and and is added to your starting lineup and becomes a very, very important piece to this team. Grayson Allen is on a one-year contract, $8.9 million, so he comes off the books after this year. But he, I mean, think about the bench threats that they have. Um, Assuming that, like, a Kogi still has his starting spot, um, I mean, Allen, like, is a starting caliber player. He started on the Bucks last two seasons. But you start, you know, Booker, Beal, Durant, Akogi, and Nurkic. And then you have Eric Gordon and Grayson Allen coming off the bench. And and Grayson Allen's a solid defender. Like, as much as crap he gets, like, he is a solid defender and a very good shooter. So he adds so much to this trade as well. I really like what, what Phoenix did, hopping into this trade, adding depth, adding cap flexibility for this offseason after – it seemed like they were just going to be locked into, okay, we got these four guys and then whoever's willing to sign the minimum in the offseason every year. Um, obviously, once the second apron hits after next season, it, things could change uh, with with how the salary cap uh, is going to change. But as far as this year and then heading into next offseason, they, they have a good amount of flexibility and it adds to their, I think this makes their team better. I truly think it does. Um, and we'll see if they try to pull something else off to acquire another center. But I think Nurkic is the center for now. So yeah, I think that is that is my instant reaction to this Damian Lillard trade. Really interested to see what Damian Lillard's response is. I haven't nothing has come out yet. Um, but this is this is so exciting, man. I'm in my element right now. I love talking about off-season moves. They're so fun. I love the the cap is such a it's such a tricky thing, but I love hearing it. Um Jimmy Butler just posted a video, so I'm gonna listen to it real quick and and come back to it because I this could be interesting. So Jimmy Butler just posted a video on his Instagram story saying the NBA needs to look into the Milwaukee Bucks for tampering. I can't tell if he's joking or not. He might just be joking because he's like salty they couldn't get Dame or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's actually hilarious that he posted that. Maybe he's being for real. And he said someone said something to me about it. 
Who knows? Uh, it's unfortunate uh, for Drew Holiday because he like came out and said, uh, "I want to retire a Milwaukee Buck," which is just it, that is sad. But you know, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I think this is ooh Drew to Atlanta or Orlando. I'm just reading Twitter right now. Just like it's all about like where's Drew gonna go basically. Um, Damian Lillard. Let's go to his Twitter really quickly to see if he has posted anything. He has not. Obviously, I assume he knows what's going on at least. Um, but yeah, and I didn't even mention like Keon Johnson. Maybe they can salvage something out of him for uh for for Phoenix. But uh, yeah, I think this is. I think Phoenix Loki could be the biggest winners of this trade. Obviously, the Bucks got Damian Lillard. I think this right off the rip. I think all three teams benefit like majorly from this trade. Um, and especially after Portland moves Drew Holiday uh, for for more, I don't think it'll be much like young players. I think it'll just mainly be draft capital and then another salary filler because obviously Drew Holiday's making thirty some million dollars. But like I said, man, Portland, Portland's gonna Portland's gonna compete next year. They're gonna be a fun team. I don't think this team is the worst team in the West. I think they're still better than like San Antonio. They uh, they're probably not better than Houston. Um, it still depends on you know what what Houston I don't really know what Houston looks like this year um I'm just taking a look at the other team they could be better than Utah I think Utah's due for like a, a bad year this year um that's pretty much it actually now that I'm looking at all these teams yeah maybe just two teams but still I think Portland's gonna be a fun team to watch so that's gonna be it for me uh thank you guys for listening and like I said tomorrow you will hear the fantasy football week three recap episode with Seth and Ivan that we are recording tonight so Yeah, NBA fans, this one's for you. I'm super, we are so back. The NBA is so back, baby.